Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. I am your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. Um, all right, what have we got planned for today's show? Uh, real quick off the top, I do want to uh, touch on something quickly, a little show homework related thing. It'll be quick um, and we'll get through that. And then I want to talk a little bit about uh, offensive line play for Michigan State. Just broadly, uh, we are continuing our MSU positional breakdown uh, sort of post-spring football here. Uh, and we're going to talk about the offensive line. And so we'll do that. And then in segments two and three, uh, Stephen Brooks from 247sports.com will join us to do just that. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the line uh, to start off with, and then Steven's going to come on and sort of educate us because he knows a lot about football. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done that, head on over to iTunes, give us five-star rating, leave a review, uh, and subscribing to the podcast is the easiest way to get these episodes on your phone every single day when they go up. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. Okay, so let's uh, talk a little bit about this uh, listeners joining the show initiative I've got going on here. Um, I announced sort of yesterday or Monday on, on Monday show how if you wanted to be a part of the show, if you wanted to get involved, uh, some ways that you could do that, what I, I want. Uh, you guys to do. And so I've gotten some responses for that. uh, And that's been great. If you are someone who has reached out to me and I haven't gotten back to you yet, know that I have seen your uh, DM or email or whatever. I've got it noted. I will get back to you very shortly. I'm just sort of compiling some things right now. And we'll definitely, uh, it'll be before the uh, the end of this week, for sure, I'll get back to you. And I, I may just, you know, by the time you hear this podcast, you may already have a response from me just saying, hey, I got this, I'll get back to you kind of thing with suggestions or, you know, the next step type of thing. So uh, I've got some people who have done that already. That's good so far. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you know, June, July, things really slow down in regards to college sports, especially with football and basketball. And, uh, you know, I want to take some creative hacks, do some experimenting, you know, try some different things and uh, see how I can incorporate more listeners to this show. If that is something you are interested, please send me a pitch uh, of what you would do, a segment you want to do uh, on Locked on Spartans, and I will try to, you know, find a way to make that happen. So email LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com or send me a DM at Will underscore underscore Hunter, one L, two underscores there. Send me a DM with a pitch, you know, 10 minutes. Think of it this way, 10-minute segment, what, you know, what I do every day uh, here for Locked on Spartans, but me and you uh, doing a segment together, like sports talk radio kind of thing, what you would want to talk about, how we would go about doing that, uh, and then we'll just kind of work out the idea from there and get uh, a schedule. I just got a planner here with a schedule that I, I'll be filling in to get people in. So we'll have like, you know, at least once a week, hopefully once an episode, uh, you know, in June and July as things really uh, start to thin out there. So send me those pitches at will underscore underscore hunter one L two underscores or locked on Spartans at gmail.com. All right. Shifting gears now. We are going to talk about the 
I don't know, probably the most important thing in a game of football that uh, none of us know anything about, <laughs> right? Uh, it's the, the least talked about thing, but carries uh, some of the heaviest weight, uh, you know, in the weight room and on the football field, and that's the offensive line. And if you, uh, you know, want to point anywhere uh, in regards to last season's team and the lack of success on the offensive end, uh, you know, sure, every single unit on offense had its deficiencies. Uh, but if you're, you know, going to go through and say which one, which group had the most uh, impact on that season, uh, I think it, it's hard to argue against the offensive line. And that's not, you know, just an argument against like the talent or the guy's abilities or anything like that. Uh, it was an absolute mash unit last year. And that is, uh, you know, one uh, position group where it's really, I mean, it's tough to overcome injuries everywhere. You know, you lose a starting quarterback, it's tough to to get over that. But when you're seeing, you know, four, five, six, seven offensive linemen miss uh, time, miss extended time due to injury, uh, that is just, you know, impossible to overcome. Uh, I don't care, you know, how much talent you have. If Alabama... Uh, had the injury issues on their offensive line that Michigan State had this year, even their mighty offense would uh, downgrade a, a good chunk. So that's uh, it's a it's a major thing we need to talk about uh, in terms of you know what went wrong last season, and I feel like it gets skipped over a lot. We always talk about the quarterback injury, we always talk about the receivers getting hurt, uh, we talk about the scheme, we talk about the play calling, we talk about the running backs getting hurt. Uh, we don't spend enough time, I think, talking about the offensive line. So that's what we're going to do today with uh, Stephen Brooks coming up here uh, tw- from 247sports.com. Admittedly, uh, I, you know, when I watch a football game, I'll watch the line occasionally. I watch different things. Uh, I'm not uh, the world's foremost expert on offensive line play or technique or anything's like anything like that. I understand schemes and concepts. And stuff from that standpoint. So uh, that's why I'm bringing on Steven. He uh, is a really smart dude and knows a lot about line play. Uh, even if he is modest, uh, you know, he's uh, he's definitely a guy you want to listen to when it comes to this kind of stuff. So we will do that after this quick commercial break. You can get Locked On Spartans on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Spartans. All right, we are joined now by Stephen Brooks from 247sports.com. If you listen to the show, you have certainly heard Stephen uh, talk about football plenty of times. Uh, guy knows what he's talking about. Stephen, thanks for joining the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm all right. I'm, I'm doing better now that uh, somebody thinks I know, they know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> yeah. Today. yeah, cool, good. I'm glad I could brighten your day up a little bit. Um, so we are continuing with the you know position group by position group breakdown here of Michigan State football sort of post spring fill in these mm-hmm. summer months the offseason months with this sort of stuff so we're continuing with the offensive line today the last uh, position group on the offense uh, and Steven I know you know um, offensive line play is something that can be tough for the common fan to sort of really distinguish it's not something we pay attention to so that's why you're here today you are here to enlighten us so no pressure, Ooh. but all the pressure's on you for today's show. All right. No, yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert. Uh, if I was, I'd be making uh, whatever it was, 500 grand, whatever Jim Bowman's uh, making. That everyone yeah. was reporting the other day. But I'll give it a shot here. I'm ready. Let's go. 
All right, <laughs> let's um let's kind of we'll do one quick question about last year because you know this group really struggled uh, in a number of ways on the field. Performance was not great, and the health. Uh, wasn't great either and you know you can question schematics and blocking schemes and whether it was a good fit for the group of talent they had uh it like I don't know just assessing last year what is the one thing or the biggest reason do you think that this team just couldn't get the offensive line unit working to a point where they could run the football or protect the passer yeah yeah you were you, you touched on it right at the top it was the health um for sure uh, you know, looking back and what we saw over the course of the season, it really wasn't a strong group, period. And then you start taking away, you know, starting level players from a group that's already uh, not up to par. Um, so it was injuries for sure, because Cole Tunes being out from game one, never, you know, they didn't really establish a rhythm that way. Um, same with Matt Allen not being at center. Looking back, that was a really bizarre um, decision mm-hmm. <laughs> that, it, that it went that long all the way through camp and then even into a couple games. Um so it, nothing got said at the beginning, and then guys were injured. Guys were coming back in and out. Jarvis gets hurt. Allen gets hurt. Um, everybody except for Jordan Reed basically gets hurt at some point. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. But but like I said, even even uh, even with a full deck, you know, it really wasn't um, a great unit as we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think there's you know any major? Uh, so Jim Bowman's in charge now uh, of the offensive sure. line. Um, I don't know. Is there any sort of, I mean, I mean, he's got experience, certainly, you know, the Ohio state is the offensive line coach there. There's some success there in terms of him in that specific role. Do you think uh, it matters much? I, I mean, offensive line coaching really matters, but is there that big of a difference between, you know, Mark Staten and Jim Bowman? I think, uh, I think it can. Yeah. I think it can have a difference. Um, you know, I, we didn't see, uh, and I know it was a spring game, so you know, I know a lot of things are different, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we'll see the rotation going forward. You know, that was kind of, a, it seemed like a, a Mark Staten thing that everybody kind of signed off on. And since it worked a little bit, they're like, all right, well, we'll just, you know, we'll go with it. Um, I'm not sure if that'll continue. I would doubt it just because, uh, unless it's D'Antonio is so for it, you know, that, he, that that's something he really wants to sit around. But, um, Bowman uh, comes from an era, you know, comes from an era where that just didn't happen. Like that's yeah, he's kind of an old school guy in his approach, uh, from what I understand. So I wouldn't expect that to keep going. Um, and we also saw a lot of zone stuff. I thought in the spring game, which again, mm-hmm. you know, how much was the spring game? Um, you know, how much of that is indicative of what we'll actually see? But I do think that could be a good match for this group uh, going forward in terms of changes under under Bowman. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of guys, so like. Do you know off the top of your head, I should have looked this up, a good podcast host would have looked this up. How many different guys mm. started games for Michigan State at the line last year? Oh, geez. Eleven? I'm not even sure. How many different guys started? Different positions would be different. So, yeah. So, here, I've got the depth chart up here. So, Beatles gone. And... Beyond that, so Cole Chewins, Tyler Higby, Matt Allen, Kevin Jarvis, Jordan Reed, uh, Luke Campbell, Blake Buter. Campbell and Buter started, yeah. Yeah, that, Campbell and Buter. Higby started as well at some point. Oh, I already mentioned Higby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had um, started, yeah. Our, yeah, our, our Curry. He, um, did he start off? I think he may have once. I don't know. It's like nine or ten guys, and then be, uh, with Beetle gone. Yeah. Uh, it was I know a they lot. Played nine different lineups in in one game. They played nine different lineups. <laughs> yeah. I remember. 
<laughs> that is uh, the same bodies, but not not yeah. bodies. I don't think, but just different spots across the board, which was yeah, good. yeah, yeah, just shuffling guys. Yeah, I think continu- continuity, like you said, is going to be huge this year. Uh, with that, I mean, is there you know a group right now? Uh, we've got a lot of guys who have played. That's in theory good, but what you really need is five or six guys who can play really well together. Uh, do you have uh, any thoughts, opinions on? you know, who would be best served at what position? Like, who are you confident in? Who would you, given health, like to see be like the starting unit uh, that Michigan State relies on for the offensive line? Okay, sure. Yeah, I think, I, I still think Chirubers is the best left tackle that they have. Mm-hmm. He's the best option there. Um, he's shown some really good stuff. Um, Health's you know, been a huge way. thing. Yeah, health's been a big thing. He's put on that weight. Uh, Got to add a little more strength. Um, decent enough athletically on the edge. Um, yeah, like I said, he's shown some pretty good stuff um, at his best. Uh, at guard, I really like uh, Jarvis would be one um, for sure. I like him, uh, even though he's got some really his his misses are bad, but they're I guess they're sort of fewer um, fewer uh, the fewer of them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but when he does when it's a miss, whether it's a missed assignment or just. Um, flat out getting beat or what you know mental or physical thing um they, they're pretty bad but uh matt allen for sure would be my center um mm-hmm. and at the other man at the other tackle that's tough I, I i'm tempted to just roll with the same guys because they have the experience but that's also the problem because this was essentially the same group from 2017 to 2018 mm-hmm. um, minus uh brian allen so you brought four or five guys back and just naturally with another year of experience you sort of just assume people take a step forward and that really didn't happen. So, um, but with roughly the same, you know, a lot of guys are coming back for their third year, whether they've been a starter or a fringe rotation guy like that. You just assume a lot of these guys are getting better. So it's tough for me to pull some random um, name out basically. So, you know, Reed uh, at tackle, I guess is who I'd have to go with. And then um, Higby a guard for now, although I really do like Blake Buter. Um, I still think Luke Campbell's uh, got a, got a good, possibly good ceiling. Um, and it's, it's going to be those same names again this year, I think. Uh, you know, I do like uh, the future for Devontae Dobbs and, and really Nick Samak as well. I thought he looked pretty nice in the spring. But um, I think it's going to be really tough uh, and really damning, honestly, if one of those two, two, two true freshmen are able to, to muscle their way in there when you have, like we just talked about, seven, eight, nine guys that have some starting experience or, or upperclassmen right in that mix, like a our carry type. All right, let's – Take a quick break right there when we get back. One more segment with Stephen Brooks of 247sports.com. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Lockdown Spartans in the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with our personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Spartans. Reminder, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. All right, welcome back to segment three of today's Locked on Spartans. Let's jump right back into our interview with Stephen Brooks of 247sports.com. I was actually going to bring Dobbs up next because, um, you know, depending on where you look in terms of rankings or things like that, you know, top 50-ish recruits, some are right in there, really highly regarded. Um, But it is hard just from a physical size and maturity strength standpoint for a true freshman to come in and play right away, especially uh, in the Big Ten, in a big conference. You know, this isn't the MAC where that sort of thing could, I don't know, potentially happen more. 
what I guess you sort of said it like it would be more of an indictment on the line as it is than it would be a credit to him if he ended up starting right like is it realistic at all to expect him to do more than get in for a handful of snaps three or four times and then redshirt uh is it realistic yeah that's definitely um definitely realistic uh you know so i guess not to go too far back on what i just said um you know not to backtrack is what i mean but like uh i do think he will probably be a part of some kind of rotation you know whether or not they do it uh systematically the way that they have in recent years but but maybe like a um fourth quarter blowout mop up type of series he'd get in there mm-hmm. um same with the same act maybe uh I don't really see any way he's starting. I mean, he would have to pass up so many guys with, with not just a year, but two, three years plus of experience on him. Um, experience in the scheme, uh, you know, knowing audibles, knowing calls, and then, you know, two, three years of off-season lifting and conditioning and everything, like you said, physically. Um, it's just really hard to picture. Uh, I do think he could be, you know, like the a backup. You know, he could be a two, like I said, and be in there uh, in garbage time and get some reps that set him up well for the future. But it's really, really tough for me to picture him beating out all those upperclassmen that are back. And honestly, I think those guys know they have a lot to prove. So um, I'm sure they've heard plenty about how they performed last year. And you know, I have to, you got to see it to believe it. But when you've got a group of motivated, older, experienced football players, you know, good things tend to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the 2018 recruiting class wasn't heavy on the line because, I mean, if you just look at Michigan State's step chart, it is loaded with guys with experience on that line. And it's easy to see how that class only ended up with a couple of guys. Um, is there anyone, you know, and they all redshirted, uh, of course, the the offensive lineman from last year's class. Is there anyone in there who, you know, whether it was spring practice or anything like that has made any sort of movement up the depth chart or anything like that or are we still like you know really locking in on the eight or nine names that we know that have played and have experience like I don't see I'm looking at their two deep right now and there's not a single freshman red shirt freshman on it so uh anything in that regard or yeah I, I I think it's kind of a holding pattern for that class right now um you know the names that we heard uh were basically where, where um, AJ Arcuri, who we saw, you know, in the spring game, we did hear a little bit about about Samac. Um, and Arcuri was really only with the first offense because Schumann's was a little dinged up, but still heard good things about him behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's it's mostly those older guys that just don't haven't had a chance yet. Um, you know, a guy like him, like uh, Matt Carrick, uh, those are kind of the names and, and guys that we got a feel for during spring. Um, mm-hmm. Khalifa a little bit. I, I want to say I heard about him a little bit. Uh, but not really that that uh, 2018 class like you're talking about. Not much at all. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see if anything sort of you know pans out there. Um, last thing here before we we get you out of here, uh, we touched on it just a little bit. Uh, we saw some different things slightly in the Red Box Bowl in terms of blocking schemes, things like that. A little less power, a little more zone. Saw you know some of the same in the spring game. Um, how much do you think, in theory, a schematic shift like that could help this type of group? Yeah, um, a good amount. Uh, you know, you, you've got to play to your, your guys' strengths. And, um, you know, this isn't a, a hat-on-a-hat dominant type of group. I think we can, <laughs> we can say that pretty definitively. Uh, but there is some good athleticism. Um, 
and uh, quickness among, among the bunch uh, for the most part. Um, so, you know, maybe in that way it's simpler, but I'm not saying that I don't think these guys are dumb by any means. So I don't know if that's an advantage. Um, if they want to play with tempo, it, it does get it, – it's a little easier to uh, connect things that way when you're going on the move, you're getting up to the line, boom, we can run zone this way, inside, outside, this way, that way, and uh, something you can get in, in and out of pretty quickly, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's just – there's got to be – there were a lot of, you know, as much as uh, we all saw some of the physical breakdowns and just the, the, the one-on-one defeats um, last year, those were pretty glaring at times. But there was a lot of um, – when you went back and watched it, there's a lot of mental breakdowns and missed assignments and stuff too where just guys not getting to the spot. So just basic execution has to be better, whatever scheme they're running. But I do think, um, you know, comparing the two – I do think this can be a little bit better because with power, you really have to have a lot of dominant one-on-one, I'm going to move my man um, type of players. And, and I just don't think we've seen that from this group yet. Mm-hmm. And I said that was the last question I lied. I got one more. Um, <laughs> in, order for, in order for this group to be successful, like what's the biggest key? Is it, you know, a healthy group of five or six guys in the lineup you know, the entire season, because that's, uh, you see it all the time, uh, especially in the NFL, when, when we can hyper examine specific teams that generally the really good offenses have offensive line continuity. And then, you know, health from year to year with offensive linemen is super fickle. And it's the same at the college level. You just, it's so tough to get a healthy unit to stay together the entire season. Is that sort of thing, you know, we saw the extreme last year, the other way, is that do you think the biggest key or, or is there something else that needs to happen for this unit to be solid? Uh, I would, that I would, def- I could definitely go with that. Um, and I don't know if this is putting the floor too low and it's, it's putting expectations too low, but um, I would, I guess, just say doing one, you know, find at least one thing they can do well. And I don't know if that's <laughs> too elementary or too basic, but it's like they couldn't pass protect last year. They couldn't run the ball because they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw. The passing game was totally, totally messed up because of that. Um, if they could just do one thing well, you know, if you could guarantee me three yards every time you run the ball, then you're fine. The season's going to be okay. If you can guarantee me the quarterback's going to stay upright on uh, 99% of his dropbacks, you know, then, you, then you'll probably be okay. Um, but there was none of that last year. There was no pass protection, no run blocking, penalties, missed assignments. It was just the total um, total perfect storm in that end. So. Just, I mean, maybe it's too small of a baby set, but I would just say doing one thing reliably, considerably well. That would be uh, a step up from what happened last year. He's Stephen Brooks, 247sports.com. Uh, thanks so much, as always, for making the time. Stephen, we'll catch up with you down the road, okay? Sure. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. All right, that is going to do it for us on today's Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much uh, to Stephen Brooks for joining us. Good insight from him, as always. Reminder, if you want to be a part of this show, if you want to be uh, on the show, join me for a segment. Please send in pitches to me what you would do if you were co-hosting a segment of Locked on Spartans with me. Send them to LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Or you can DM me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L, 2 underscores. Definitely do that. You know, if you want to join the show, I think it could be a really fun, cool, interesting way to, you know, fill some time this summer, give different people, different voices a chance to uh, join the show. That's always uh, a good thing, getting a little bit more uh, people on here, hopefully, uh, will result in some good content. 
and uh, a fun experience for everyone involved. Uh, reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you haven't done that already. Subscribing, like I said, is the easiest way uh, to get these episodes on your phone every single day when they go up. And thanks again to Hotels.com for uh, sponsoring in part today's episode. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, with our final episode of the week. Uh, We'll be talking, uh, you know, I think it's going to be one of those uh, smorgasbord episodes again. There's a bunch of different stuff uh, that I want to talk about, and I don't think any of it's really worth taking up a full segment. We'll see if any sort of interesting news happens. Maybe Michigan finally uh, pulls the trigger on Juwan Howard. We'll see, and we'll we'll talk about that or something like that. Uh, But otherwise, it's going to be kind of one of those fill-in episodes. So if you do have questions or any topics or anything you want to throw to or whatever, something interesting to talk about for tomorrow's episode, you can also send it to me on Twitter at will underscore underscore hunter, 1L2 underscores, locked on Spartans at gmail.com, at on Spartans on Twitter, uh, all that good stuff. So thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Locked on Spartans. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, go green.